get started. This is the 2-1 for the win player profile special. This week, we've got the big ones. The ones you've all been waiting for. That is Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving. What are they going to do this year? Mike, my dude. Let's talk a little bit about Kyrie Irving first. Do you think... I mean, this is the big question for me. It's it, it's at the forefront of my brain every time I talk about Kyrie in a Mavs jersey. Is is this guy going to be happy for a whole season? Can we return back to a time in which Kyrie played basketball and that was that was it? Can he do that for the Mavs this year? I think he can, and I think he will. Uh, I don't know how many games played that will equivocate to. I, I think he wants to hit that 65 game mark uh, to be eligible for NBA awards. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, I think he can. I, I'm trying to not, I'm trying to take into account what's happened in his past and his past stops with other teams while also realizing that analyzing what he said this offseason and this preseason and this training camp and his verbiage and his vibes compared to how it was with his other franchises when he first arrived there, that it's it's much different this time around. And it's I know it's the <laughs> I know it hasn't worked for them, but maybe it'll work for us type thing. Uh but I, I I'm a vibes guy. I go for vibes. I have gut feelings. And for me, I think this will probably be the most focused on basketball version of Kyrie since his Cleveland days. And I I think everything spells out that way. And that's that's just my feeling. That's definitely a feeling. I know you've got a feeling. It might not be the same feeling. (laughs) Honestly, I think this year is going to be fine. I think this is a year that he... uh, Kyrie, I think, needs to prove to himself, and I think he wants to, that he can get through a whole season uh, with no drama. I think he wants to prove that to the NBA, that that it wasn't just him that was making things difficult elsewhere because now you've had several stops in your career where uh, you had to leave in kind of dramatic fashion for lack of a better term. He's, he's done that now several times in a row. I feel like he wants to be in Dallas, which was a surprise to me. Uh, I, I don't think he's being, uh, I don't think he's lying when he says he wanted to be in Dallas this offseason. Which which if you would ask me, hey, Kyrie Irving's going to say he wants to be in Dallas. <laughs> if you'd asked me that like last season before the season ended, I would have been like, yeah, I'm sure he did. Um but hearing it hearing it said right in front of me, yeah, I I believed him. And that's a big step. Um I think that he likes the team. I think he likes the players on the team. I think that there's uh it's pretty easy not to have any drama backstage with this 
group of players. You know, there's not going to be a lot of locker room turmoil with these guys. I think it's a it's a locker room full of uh, leaders and very few egos. I think there are some, uh, but I think they're the ones that do have egos are well deserved. And and I agree. and you've got a the the lead ego in the head coach that. Uh, that is a, a well-deserved and played the same position as Kyrie Irving. So I think there's a little bit of a mutual respect there, whereas maybe there wouldn't be with other head coaches. And you've heard about that with Kyrie in the past. Um, so I think he does. I think he gets through this year. <laughs> now in the future past that, I can't, I cannot, I can't uh, read the future that far, but I think this year is a positive year for Kyrie. I think he also wants to get to that 65 game mark as well because that money is is right there, isn't it? So, um we'll see, man. I I'm pretty positive on on whether or not this year is going to go well from that kind of standpoint with Kyrie Irving. Now, I will ask you this, though. This is the big question for the two of them. I know we haven't talked about Luca yet. We will. But the two of them together, do you see this duo being a good enough superstar duo to make a Western Conference Finals and maybe even win a Western Conference Finals? As it stands right now, do you see these two players being the uh, the the figureheads for a team that can go that far. I do. And I think honestly, a Western conference finals appearance with these two leading the helm this season is not out of the question either. I think it would be a surprise and they would be an underdog in the two series going into it, but I think they could. And the reason I do is, not just because of them two, but because what of Dallas has built around them. And I think this team is deeper than the 2022 team uh, or the 2021-2022 team. And I think they fit where Luka is at in his career at this point better. And I personally think Kyrie, this version is better than, than Jalen Brunson in 2021. Uh, even the the playoff version of Brunson that was something that we had not seen before from JB at that point. Uh, I think offensively, they're the best duo in the entire league. Maybe aside from from Jokic and Jamal Murray and, and Denver, because any really good star player paired with Jokic is going to be the top duo just because Jokic is Jokic. Better than a, uh, a Booker and Durant? I think so because I n- neither of them are creators primarily. Booker has showed that he can be. When Chris Paul was injured during his tenure with Phoenix, Booker was able to, uh, to fill in and actually do a pretty decent job at being the facilitator and the creator. Uh, but he's not dynamic enough in the ways that, that Luka is at creating and I don't think there's as much when you look at the offensive skill set of the two on each side, I think 
the Mavs' offensive duo checks more boxes of the dy- dy- dynamic of an offensive game compared to KD and Booker at this point. And defensively, that's a much different question because they're <laughs> the Booker is not a world beater on defense, but he is a, a better defender than both Luka and Kyrie. And Kevin Durant, even though he is at an older age um, and he can't hold up as well as he used to, he still does have a, a presence because his wingspan is insane and he's seven foot. Uh, but offensively, I I think th- they're possibly the best in the league. And I think that offense is good enough to carry them to a Western Conference Finals. Uh, whether they're good enough to make it to an NBA Finals, that's solely going to hinge on whether they can both dedicate themselves to being at least average NBA defenders. And I don't think that they will be able to make a finals with them too, unless they both commit to that. And that's going to be what I'm going to be watching for the most between them two, because we've seen the offense work between them and we've seen it be at insane offensive rating levels. The defense is where it doesn't matter if they have three great defenders around them. If you have two black holes on defense, it's not good. Uh, And it's, Team, against teams like the Suns that have not just Booker and KD, they also have Bradley Beal. And those three guys going up against two just holes on a defense is not going to be good, especially yeah. in a seven in a seven game series. So short answer of what I just said, yes, they can. Um, I think as early as this year they could make it to a Western Conference Finals. But it hinges on the defensive side of the ball of whether or not they can make it even further. Okay. I still have trouble. I mean, we talked about this in the, in one of the more recent podcasts, but I have trouble seeing that duo work well together. Um, I just feel like their games overlap a lot and I haven't seen them work like a well-oiled machine yet which is what you want to see out of two players that are at that level i like i want to see them just dominate and we've seen flashes um but i think that neither player were in a particularly good spot when they were playing together last season and they didn't have didn't have a lot of time around each other. And also this thus far in the preseason, uh, we haven't really seen them click well either. So I do wonder, you know, how well they work together, but if they do, Ooh, man, those two on paper, those two talents together are just obscene. It's uh I think there's no question. I I brought up Booker and Durant, but I don't I don't think there's a question on which on which duo is more talented right now. Right now in the league, uh I don't think there's a question, although I do think Durant is uh man, I I wish it was Luka and Durant to be honest with you. I've talked about this a lot. That would just be nasty. That those two talents together work so well. And 
I don't even think you'd have to even question who was the best duo in the league if those two guys were together. But that is not the cards that were dealt. The cards that were dealt were Kyrie and Luka. And I think they can figure it out. I think that both of them are in a place in their careers where they want to figure it out too. Because I think both these guys want to be uh, the best. So uh, do I think they are the best duo as it sits right now? I don't think they are yet, but they have the potential to be leaps and bounds better than any other duo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't seen it yet. It hasn't worked right yet to me. Uh, But talent-wise, I mean, it's hands down, even though, for whatever reason, ESPN has (laughs) Kyrie (laughs) ranked so low. It was 34. 34th best player. Which is just they're ridiculous like i feel like anybody that ranks him that low which probably honestly before last season when i get to actually watch kyrie play in person up close uh as many times as i did when he uh when he finally made his way over to dallas i maybe would not have realized exactly exactly how much of a freak of nature Kyrie Irving is on the basketball court. My respect level for him has gone up so much from a basketball standpoint over the last year. Um, so maybe the people that did the rankings just aren't watching basketball. <laughs> They're just going by like a a stat sheet or something, because if you watch Kyrie Irving play, there is no reason, there's no, there's no way you think, yeah, he's the 34th best player in the league right now. It's, it is a list made by Tim Bontemps himself. That's for him to be the 30. There's not, there's no way there's 33 players, let alone the NBA the entire world that are better than Kyrie Irving. It's just not. I mean, he's the best ball handler in the league right now. I do think this, that the Mavericks have probably the one and one a for ball handlers. Um, Luca doesn't, it's weird that Luca doesn't get the credit that he does for ball handling, but Luka. It's just because it's, it's slower than it's slower, I guess, it's and then some of the other players. But he's his handles. I mean, I mean, how else is he going to get blow past defenders that are quicker than him on a consistent basis? Yeah, it, he's not he's not bubble Luca like anymore, yeah. like where he's blowing by people just by based on surely speed. He has a great handle. It's yeah. just it's not as publicized as Kyrie's, and it's not as good as Kyrie's. Because no, Kyrie right? is arguably His top is five handle in the history of the NBA, um, but yeah, no, it, it's. I'm not. I saw the list of players in the NBA of the NBA ranking for ESPN, and I, I had to just laugh. I used to get very upset at those things and with like power rankings and stuff like that, but now at this point, 
it's all for for clicks and for content generation because that's what ESPN as a company is at this point. They don't do actual journalism outside of maybe two or three people. Yeah. Um, at this point, so it, yeah, it's it's baloney. Well, speaking of the uh, baloney and those who those who have voting uh, from putting out their baloney. Well, that sounded weird. That sounded like somebody was flashing somebody. That's not what I meant by that. Um, putting out their baloney. Just all those guys just putting out their baloney like that. Put it away. Put your baloney away. Let's talk about whether or not. I'm sorry. He's such a phony baloney. Yeah. Uh, Luca, specifically, do you think that he. Uh, makes it into the top three MVP race this year. I think he will. I think he'll finish top three, uh, but I I don't think he'll win because I don't think they'll win enough games. And it's we've seen a few times where a below fifty win team will have an MVP that wins that season, but and I think his numbers will be astronomical again. But I just I don't think they'll win enough, um, and I think he's I don't think he's the the betting odds favorite going into the season to win the MVP at this point, like he was for like the past four seasons, um, for yeah for over the past three seasons. So I, I think this the the media and just kind of the vibes around him are not the same as they have been in the past, which I would say rightly so because he has not been a consistent MVP player on the court throughout an entire season in his career. He has long stretches and good moments. Um, I think this will probably be his best season of his career thus far. But if I had to guess, I think Giannis or Jokic get it again just because I think they might have the two best records in the league. And... I think they're both just in the middle of their primes and I it's I, I don't he might not even honestly finish top three at that point just because I think those two guys are definitely in the top three and then you're banking on Luca being that third person amongst ten other stars uh that are gonna be eligible and I just I think there's I don't wanna say the Homer if homerific side of me saying that the media is biased against him at this point, but I don't think there is much for him as they once was. And I think there'll be reason to find to not give him an MVP nod outside of just games won by the team. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds very homerific of me saying that that's, it just sounds like I'm Bill Simmons talking about talking Jason about Tatum. the Celtics. Yeah, um, I do not think that he'll win MVP for sure this year. Would be so happy to be wrong. So oh yeah, happy if, to be wrong. if he's MVP, that means that he either had like the greatest season since Michael Jordan's greatest season, or the Mavs have won like 53 or 54 games. And yeah. either of those are extremely exciting. 
Now, I do think that he uh, probably takes a dip in production this year. And in doing so, makes the team better. Uh, because I do think that the team has more talent this year than they have in previous years, so the need for him to have the numbers that he's had over the last few years, and probably, I think it tapers off a little bit. You also have a superstar beside him for an entire season, and I think his production kind of goes down because of that. Um, Very rarely do you see, like, two big-name superstars like that join up on a team, and then their production goes up. So, um, yeah, I think that's... I think he's probably going to end up top five because I think that the team gets better, but I do think that he has fallen off that list of of love with uh, some of the guys that decide uh, that race and decide who they should talk about for that race. It's going to be frustrating, I think. Um, because if you're... In Dallas, if you watch Dallas, I think you will see probably the best version of Luca you may have seen the entire time he's been here, but he will probably this year get less recognition than the years previous because at least from a mainstream, from a national perspective, they have kind of not soured on him, but they've kind of we get it. We know who this guy is. I think they've decided who Luca is at this point, and it's the same kind of thing that happened with with Dirk, but there wasn't this initial excitement for Dirk. There was just never any excitement for Dirk <laughs> until until he got to that point where it was just undeniable uh, that he was the MVP. And I think that Luca now is to that point that that Dirk was in the MVP race where he's going to have to be undeniable at some point for him to get it. Uh, because now there are new, new fresh young darlings for them to, to put in that race that maybe don't deserve it as much as he does. So yeah, no MVP this year, I don't think, um, but would love to be wrong. Would all eat a crow. Um, Live on the podcast, you I'll do it. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm. What's it gonna do? So this is the crow gonna kill me? I don't. I'm not afraid of that. Come on, I'll do it. Um, I'm sure Peta would love that. They're like a podcast in Texas eats a crow because of some stupid basketball bet. Um, maybe we'd get more followers. Maybe I'll just eat a crow for followers. How about that? Who wants to see me eat a crow? I don't know. I'm sure my wife has a good recipe or something. I don't know. Whatever. Crow stew? Yeah. Crow, crow stew. I heard it's amazing. I'll, I'll eat it uh, live like a, like an Aussie, Aussie Osborne stunt or something. This This podcast took a weird turn. I don't know what happened here, but... Those are the predictions for Luca and Kyrie. And in the next, how about this? In the next week, a week from now, we'll go ahead and put out an entire season preview 
we're going to go through and we're going to talk about how many wins, how many losses, what we expect out of everybody, who's getting traded, who's not getting traded. Is Jason Kidd a good coach? Is he a failure? Who's who's not going to be here by the end of the season? Is Josh going to scream at somebody about getting off his lawn? Is Mike going to be way too excited about something dumb? We'll figure it out. We'll know. Was that insulting? I didn't mean to insult you. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather be dumb than eat a crow. So. Well, yeah, you're just a happy-go-lucky fan. I wish I wish I still had that. I probably was. Ten years ago, I was probably happy-go-lucky. It's probably because you eat too much crow. I, I've heard that the side effects <laughs> of eating crow is, is being... A, a, the grumpy pants. Yeah. Well, at least you acknowledge, uh, at least I acknowledge when I'm wrong. I've acknowledged plenty of wrong, wrong things I said. I'm always wrong. So I live in constant acknowledgement of, well, of wrongness. The JaVale McGee crow really <laughs> tasted like garbage. I'll tell you that. Okay, Mike, I will uh, talk to you next week, and I will talk to all of you guys out there listening to us next week as well. Thanks for listening. Oh, by the way, by the time this comes out, if you go follow and retweet 214theW on Twitter, find our tweet about Luca 2s. I am giving away a pair of Luca 2s in whatever size you want, in whatever color colorway you want, hopefully, if I can find them, uh, I, I'm going to be giving away at least one pair. We'll see, maybe even two, depending on what I can get. And uh, all you have to do is go like us on Twitter, uh, go follow us on Twitter, I should say, and repost the uh, the initial post, and it'll be a, it'll be our pinned post, I think. Um. So go ahead and do that for us. And then if you want, follow us on all the other social media networks. We're out there. But the winner will be chosen from Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. The Musk site. We're going to find a winner there. All right, guys. Let's go. Bye.